Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to D Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Today we're going to talk about WrestleMania Backlash. Now, it was, last night was a perfect pay-per-view. I must admit, before I get to the nitty-gritty, that was a 10 out of 10. I could tell after the first match it was going to be great. It was non-stop action. I mean, I know we still got a lot of pay-per-views to go. When it comes to WWE and AEW, but I'm sorry, WrestleMania Backlash was actually better than WrestleMania and better than AEW Revolution. Now, they still got AEW Double or Nothing where CM Punk comes Adam Hangman Page, but we're going to wait to see that. But anyway, let's get to it. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. This was better than the WrestleMania match. Now, I understand at WrestleMania, the moment was bigger because Cody Rhodes making his comeback in the first time in eight years and how he rebranded himself after his first run in WWE. But man, that was an instant classic back and forth. Now, I may have thought the ending was a little cheap. You know, Seth Rollins tried to roll him up and Cody Rhodes reversed it to roll him up with a little cheap win, but it didn't take away from how classic that match was. The crowd was into it, even in the entrances. They did not sit down not one bit. Boy, if that match went an hour, I wouldn't even get mad about it. That's how classic it was. So shout out to Cody Rhodes and shout out to Seth Rollins. Now Seth Rollins has been putting on classic matches. I don't know what the he's going to do with him. But I think he's just going to be a filler for a lot of guys until right now. I mean, he's not worthy of being in a title picture for a long time. Now let's get to Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. This I Quit match was brutal. This was probably Charlotte Flair's and Ronda Rousey's best match of their careers. Now, Charlotte Flair is 12-time champion. And out of those title rings, this was her best match. And Ronda Rousey has impressed me. When she first came to WWE, I wasn't sure because she was in MMA for a while. So I'm not sure how she would adjust. But it looks like she did a lot of training since then. I mean, I don't care much about her mic skills. I'm all about the action. Because I know WWE is huge on mic skills to sell yourself. Whether you're a good or a heel. But it's like, you know what? Sometimes you got to stick about the wrestling. And when she beat the shit out of her with those kendo sticks, that shit was fire. Not one, not two, but at least three Kendall Stitch. Charlotte Flair was getting the brakes beat off her. Now Charlotte Flair did get away with some nice power moves. And that figure eight, which is probably the most deadly submission right now. Awesome. I guess my favorite part was when she said Happy's Mother's Day to Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey just snapped and said, I hope you'll say, I'm glad you said that bitch. And boom, put it in that arm bar with a chair. She was screaming, I quit, I quit. 
I was like, damn. I know as an athlete, even in wrestling, that has to be the worst two words you can ever say. I quit. Even though it's wrestling, it's a little script that, you know, personally, athletes, whether it's football players, wrestlers, soccer players, they do have a sort of pride. And hearing them say, I quit in that kind of manner, it does hurt their pride a little bit. Now, AJ Styles versus Edge. It was definitely better than the WrestleMania match. Definitely had some huge spots. But I think the best part of the whole night was the newest member of Judgment Day. Now, I've been saying for weeks they need to do something with this particular wrestler's character because it's growing stale and I'm afraid this wrestler is going to fall down and eventually get released. But damn, the WWE do a nice swerve. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest member of Edge's Crew Judgment, Rhea Ripley. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Rhea Ripley. It was amazing. Now, that's, I think this is going to save her career. I'm, I'm glad. Hopefully she's done with Liv Morgan. You know, God speak Liv Morgan. She, she's just not ready yet. I mean, who knows? Maybe she'll get to a rival with Beth Phoenix because Rhea Ripley has said she would love to wrestle Beth Phoenix in some kind of fashion. And what better way than to do this? But I think they'll probably wait for that. I don't know, maybe the SummerSlam, the big pay-per-view. With a match like that, yeah, that's worthy of a big pay-per-view. Not like a small pay-per-view. And then, Mad Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin. Now, I really didn't care much for that match. But it is nice to see Mad Cat Moss show off his moves. I mean, Happy Corbin, I mean, this is his best character for a long time. I know when he was regular Baron Corbin, he was pretty still, but I like Happy Corbin. So it was a good little filler match. And yeah, WWE should have had a longer card. I mean, they should have had Bianca Belair up there. Or Sasha Banks and Naomi. Because they did stretch it out a little bit. You know, about Bobby Lashley, Sasha Banks. They stretched it out a little bit. It was kind of unnecessary, but you know, it still was a great pay-per-view. Now back to the six-man tag. It was fun. I mean, like I said in an earlier podcast, I give Randy Orton credit. He has done so much for Matt Riddle. And he pretty much saved him from going to the pits of hell on Raw. Because once Vince and his creative team have nothing for you, you will be pushed down low. But man... RK bro, still one of the best tag teams. And then you got Drew McIntyre, who definitely looks like the biggest threat to Roman Reigns title reign right now. And then you got Roman Reigns. You know, I understand people hate him because you know how Vince is. He likes six two, six three, big, tall guys, muscular guys who think they can run the company. You know, he has a taste. I mean, that rubs people the wrong way, but everybody has a taste in life. He even has a particular taste for the female wrestlers. You know, they look good, somebody they could promote, and they can train to be wrestlers. Even though I think that's kind of wrong. You need wrestlers. Doesn't matter if they look good or not. I just want elite talent. But anyway, I mean, the Usos, they're clicking way better 
than they ever did. And it's like when they do those super kicks, when they do those splashes, but man, Roman Reigns, this dude's been champion for over a year. Now, I think eventually his title reign is going to end, but I don't mind if they keep it all the way till next year's WrestleMania. I mean, he is dominant. He has the best manager of all times, not even close with Paul Heyman. He has the best theme in the WWE in all of wrestling right now. But you can just tell after each match, he is feeling more confident than ever. Even if he's getting booed, the fans still stand up, point out ones, because one of his one of the promos with the bloodline is we the ones. Hell, I saw Raw live. Even I had my one when his entrance came out. That's how spectacular it was. But you know, first, Randy Orton was hitting his RKO's, his patented. He's trying to suplex. Then Matt Riddle was getting his knees. You know, his flips. Then the Usos are doing their super kicks. Their high flyer. Then Drew McIntyre was doing his power moves. Then what changed the game? McIntyre was catching fire. And then Roman Reigns gave him that little fake rock bottom. Go now it's table and it broke. Then Matt Riddle hit a move. Then Matt Riddle was going against the Usos. Then out of nowhere. Matt Riddle does this super RKO from the top rope. He didn't see the tag from Roman Reigns. Then boom, Roman Reigns hit it with that spear. It was a wrap. That was a fun match. Now, hopefully they don't break up RK, bro. But man, oh man, oh man. On my part, I forgot one match. Bobby Lashley versus Almost. Now, I like Bobby Lashley. I think he should still be in the main event. And I kind of understand they're kind of using him to bring almost as a long. Because when Bobby Lashley first started, he was a physical specimen, a freak of nature. Even though he was well trained before he went to WWE. And almost is still almost is seven foot three. And he still needs a lot of work. I mean, yeah, he like a little great Kali, has a little power moves to him, but I, I really think he needs a lot to be desired. And yet MVP's hyping him up, giving him confidence, which is perfect for MVP's role. Shout out to him. So he came back, had a few good matches here and there, and then he managed the hurt business. Now he got almost. I mean, shout out to him. WWE did a great job making him a manager. But man, if you want some non-stop action, I'm not exaggerating when I say this. If you want non-stop action edge of your seat, this, that, and the third, go see WrestleMania Backlash immediately on Peacock. If you don't believe me, watch it for yourself. Being the country nerd and wrestling fan I am, you think I'm just blowing smoke on my ass? Go watch it for yourself. I guarantee you, I will be proven correct. Now, this is the end of the episode. If you agree or disagree with me about WrestleMania Backlash, hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me up on my Snapchat. You know how this goes. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Remember to spread love and positivity. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I am is out.